Hello once again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and I am going to start by reminding everybody that, yes, we're sort of in a downward spiral, and I want to make it very clear as to why. I think that's something that we, we're, we're ignoring the why of this. We're ignoring the situation. We just see it as impossible. We don't understand why. Um, and I'm going to get into that really quickly, but first, the uh, gas prices uh, skyrocketing, the cost of living going up, inflation having the biggest 12-year jump uh, since the uh, Great Recession uh, around September 2008. I don't think anybody should be too surprised at that, given the fact that you just can't keep printing money and expect nothing to happen, as Democrats have been trying to make us believe. Um, and uh, in regards to the Biden administration saying that they will not impose new taxes on middle-class America and that they're only going after the wealthy and corporations, that obviously is a bullcrap lie, because they apparently don't realize that the rising, surging cost of living is a tax, and it hits middle America harder than it hits anybody else. That's just common sense. We all knew this was going to happen. Democrats should not be allowed to run anything that even remotely resembles a business, and of course that includes the country. Um, but getting into the situation, the subject at hand for today, which is a very divisive country, a country that is feels like it's on the cusp of something bad. When two people get a divorce, they very often cite irreconcilable differences, which basically means we've tried. We've talked about this. We've thought about this. We've tried to come to an understanding. We've tried to make it work, and it isn't working. And we're going to go our separate ways uh, not see each other anymore, live our own lives in other parts of the country or even other parts of the world. We are reaching that point in this country uh, when we talk about right-wing versus left-wing. And I have spoken in the past about how each side is being driven farther and farther towards the extremes in response to the other side doing the same thing. So... Whether or not it's a fact, it certainly feels like we have far fewer moderates on both sides than we ever had before. Maybe it's just because they're trying to go about their business and trying to be quiet and can't believe the insanity of this atmosphere. Uh, and there's still plenty of Democrats or um, moderates out there on both sides, but they just they don't, they don't want to get involved in this. Um, and they're just not saying anything. And of course, the people who are the most radical and most extreme always yell the loudest. So of course, you're going to hear them more. And I suppose that's a possibility. And I've expressed that in the past. The problem is what we're seeing on a mass scale is these irreconcilable differences and a sign that they won't be reconciled is that one side is accusing the other of the same thing. We're both accusing each other of the same thing. I just saw uh, Liz Cheney uh, got ousted today. I'm sure most of you know that. Republicans voted to remove her from her conference chair position, the number three position of power in the House. And uh, as we all know, she voted to impeach uh, then-President Donald Trump, uh, accused him of inciting the riots on January 6th has remained staunchly against Trump, and even after she was voted out, uh, said that she will do everything in her power to stop Trump from getting back into the Oval Office. 
And Trump, in his turn, in his typical bombastic way, uh, called her a, a bitter, horrible human being and is basically just a talking point for the Democrat Party. Uh, but one of Cheney's statements really struck me is that, you know, Trump and the Republican Party are against the Constitution, that they're anti-Constitution, that they're against democracy. And we have heard this in the past. We've heard Democrats saying that Republicans are anti-democratic, that they want to destroy the democratic process. And this quote about, you know, being anti-Constitution, does that not strike you as unbelievably ironic when all when everyone on our side is saying, no, we fight for democracy and we fight for the Constitution, then why is it coming across to Democrats that we're not, that it's the opposite? And of course, we're accusing them of doing the same thing, of going after the Constitution, of trying to tear down democracy and replace it with authoritarianism, socialism, and tyranny. Now, I think we have plenty of evidence to support that. We have plenty of evidence to support the that we're essentially on the cusp of socialism, plenty of evidence to support the divisive nature of the Democrat uh, left-wing propaganda machine, which just continues to spiral out of control and drive a wedge even further between us. But for some reason, there's no, they believe that we're doing the same thing. You know, you have two pe people on either side, one screaming, you're racist. No, you're racist. You're anti-democracy. No, you're anti-democracy. It's not, it's no longer a, a distinct difference of opinion, difference of views and stance. Obviously, that's there, and the gap on that is getting wider. But it's also, when you have two people accusing each other of doing the same thing, which they can't be doing, otherwise they wouldn't be at odds, what you have is proof that neither side is listening to the other anymore. They've stopped listening, and they've just commenced to yelling. You see it on social media. You see it in the press. You see it in demonstrations and protests. And they are, These people, so many people now, are just simply not willing to listen to the other side at all. You have to admit that we are guilty of that just as left-wing people are. Twitter and Facebook and much of social media is one giant echo chamber. We tend to follow the accounts we want to follow. We tend to listen to the viewpoints we agree with and we dismiss everything else. And it creates a vacuum. And any sort of interloper on that turf, so to speak, will be met not just with suspicion, but with hostility. And hostility seems to have taken over. It has taken the place of rational thought and civilized debate. It's even happening and has been happening for some time on Capitol Hill. Uh, when you, they meet to talk about new legislation, it very often devolves into shouting matches and name-calling. This is happening in Washington, D.C. It's a clear sign of the regression of Western civilization, and specifically this country. When civilization, which is supposed to be about civilized debate and talking things out and having uh, diff different voices and, and points of view and opinion and listening to the other side, this is how we progress, this is how we move forward yelling at each other, deciding that the other side has absolutely nothing to offer, is 100% wrong about every single item on the agenda, 
can only lead to one thing, which is an irreconcilable divorce. Red states will get redder. Blue states will get bluer. We're hearing talk, and we've been hearing talk about people and families being splintering because of a difference in political views. Parents and children not being able to talk to each other anymore. Friends, friendships just evaporating. Uh, people quitting their jobs because the majority of the people they work with is, thinks one way and that person doesn't. And their assumption is, and they're hearing it from everywhere, that it doesn't matter what they say or do. They'll never be able to fit in. They'll never agree with anything they say. And it's only going to be a bad situation and a bad environment and they have to get out. And you will see, and we're already seeing, uh, as, as evidenced by the mass exodus from many uh, blue cities to, for example, uh, Republicans and conservatives leaving many of the blue cities and states and heading towards what they view as safer, cleaner waters uh, in the South, in the Dakotas, in uh, Montana, and places that they believe are more amenable, more, more uh, democratic more freedom-oriented, more, uh, you know, based on the um, ideals and values the country upon which the country was built, and that's where they're going. You may notice that Democrats are not really doing the same thing. The blue are staying right where they are, and they're going to try and dominate every city and state that they're in if it's already blue. So this schism, this gap, this abyss between the two of us, is indicative of bad things to come. We're see, if we see it, in, if it's happening on Capitol Hill, if it's happening in D.C., if lawmakers are descending into shouting matches and eventually fistfights, and what comes next? When there is no crossover, when there is no moderation, when one side says, this is this way, this is the way it's going to be, and I'm not changing anything, and I hate you, and the other side says the exact same thing, right? What you're going to start seeing is people are going to, you're going to see politicians start showing up almost in uniform, in colors. You watch, Republicans will start showing up in red, Democrats in blue. Eventually that might turn into an actual uniform. You, you, who knows? And of course, the country follows suit to that. You might start seeing that everywhere. You might start seeing Republicans and conservatives dress a certain way. I wouldn't say uniform, but you never know. Democrats might start doing the same thing. They might start putting, we all might start putting it on display which side we're on. And that essentially says that there is no ambiguity. And that if you are against this and against this color, you're against me and I consider you a threat. Now, what does this sound like to you? It sounds like gang warfare. It sounds like thugs slugging it out in the streets just because they're wearing different colors. And everyone has stopped talking. Everyone has stopped debating. And it comes down to blue versus red. With almost no real substance behind either side because hate is the only thing that's left. And they won't talk about anything, won't debate anything. And I know what everyone's saying, especially people on the right. Well, that's going to happen because the left refuses to listen and has gone too far and is too radical. And we have to fight back. You are aware that they're saying the same thing, right? Because they are. 
go wander over into the dark side of, of the liberal uh, side of social media. They're saying the exact same thing. That they are all going crazy. They're all grabbing their guns and we have to somehow fight back. So when you have these two sides doing this and there is no evidence anywhere of a rational thought being put forward to stop this, it's going to start happening on a national level and in D.C. And pretty soon you won't have a country. You won't have a, a government. You won't have – it will be such – there will be such division that there will be no way out of it except another civil war. Nobody wants that. And in point of fact, it almost can't happen because there, this, isn't, this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't 300 years ago. It would not go down the same way. We have nuclear weapons now. You can't have a country launching nuclear weapons against itself. You can't have, or any of the other amazingly destructive one-time strike weapons that we've got right now. It wouldn't even be a war. One side would do something inexplicably awful, destroy half the country, and it'd be over. And no one would win. You'd just kill a zillion people and have to dig out of the ashes. Because that's where we are now. We're a long way from pitched battles with, you know, muskets and cannons and this side might win. No, no, no. That's long gone. We have weapons now that just whatever it is, is going to end things very, very quickly and decimate huge portions of the country in seconds. It ain't no more swarm in the streets. This is stuff that's happening that you couldn't imagine the immensity of, the power of, the strength of, the, the sheer destructive power of. This is a whole new world of that, and you don't want any part of it because there will be no country. There will be no country like overnight. Forget your guns. They're not going to do you any good. None. Zero. This won't be about guns. This will be about once. It might start that way, you know, but <laughs> quickly evolve into the uh, atmosphere of, of military uh, weaponry, which your whatever arsenal you got is pointless. So don't even think that that's an option because it isn't. This is not. I know people like to keep quoting from, you know, uh, the, the Civil War. The, the society and the world, it's not comparable. And the results will not be the same. They just can't be. And in that way, we have to acknowledge where we stand. We have to try to fight for civility and democracy again. We have to try and talk to each other again. I know it doesn't seem possible. And to me, it doesn't either. I live in a liberal hellhole. Trust me. And I know, uh, it, by personal experience as well, that you really can't talk to these people. That they're so in lockstep with everything their party says. Every piece of propaganda that Hollywood spews. Every single false or misleading bullcrap headline that the mainstream media shoves down their throats. They've been taught to believe that that is all 100% accurate, that anything that goes against it is a conspiracy theory, that questioning it in any way means you're just ignorant and stupid. They're not ever going to get off that bandwagon, it would seem. That's what it looks like to me, and I don't really know how you're going to stop that unless the powers that be start to shift, unless the mainstream media magically starts to become more objective, unless Hollywood magically becomes uh, less disgusting and dysfunctional than it is. Uh, and unless the education system magically reverts to being about, oh, I don't know, education. But I don't see those things really happening. That's the problem. And when you have literally half the country pushing back against all of that, 
And the people who have everything that's in power, which in this case is Democrats, are going to be pushing back as well. They have the power to push back. And we all feel it. So we feel even more desperate. We feel more oppressed, more suppressed, more like this is this is it. This we fight back now or we're not going to have anything because they have the power on Capitol Hill. And they have the three pillars of power, as I've mentioned many times before. So what are we supposed to do? There will be, and you will see it, the statistics will be coming out very soon, that many of the expats that are leaving this country for good, as in getting up and getting out of here, um, it's going to be a shocking percentage are going to be white. There's going, or, and, and Christian. They, it, it's clear to many of those people that they are not wanted here. They see it every single day. They see it in every single message that's being sent. It's not a message of equality. It's not a message of diversity. It's a, it's a very clear message, and it puts anybody who's white, especially white males and white Christian males, at the bottom of the ladder, and they're feeling it every single day, and they're leaving. You call them racist, go right ahead. How they feel is how they feel. They're out of here. It's the reason why so many are just, they're escaping to, to red states, and that might not even be good enough. You're still going to be in a very blue-dominated government, federal government, that wants to implement socialist uh, ideals, that wants to shove this transgender and alternate lifestyle and so-called diversity and equality, which of course is nothing about it, has nothing to do with science, has nothing to do with biology, has nothing to do with logic or common sense, they're going to keep shoving that at you too. And it's not going to stop. So unless that changes, those people will continue to feel slighted, continue to feel stepped on, and they're not, they're not going to see much reason to do that. Down through history, the greatest uh, exodus that we see from countries is when a people feel like they cannot abide their own country anymore, whether it's from war, whether it's famine, or whether they obviously feel like they just, they don't, they're not wanted there and life has become too difficult. There is a group of people right now that are feeling that in this country. They're all white. Most of them are, are Christian. Many of them are male. And you are not seeing that on the other side. You are not seeing a whole lot of minorities sprinting out of this country. They're all coming here. That's the other thing. You're not seeing a whole lot of white people coming to this country anymore either. They're just not. They're flat out not. I have a friend of mine who lives overseas and came here a couple weeks ago and was just stunned at how racist the country has become against him. He's Scandinavian. And, you know, he comes from a very homogeneous society. He's never been racist in his life. Uh, his mentor is actually an Arab and his best friend is black. And yet... The instant he's here, he knows, he feels that he's been branded a racist, a second-class citizen, because he embraces other ideals as well. He's a conservative like I am. Well, I always try to remind him I'm, I'm more of a hybrid, like, conservative, libertarian, independent. I, I, I am not with any party, and I doubt I ever will be. Um, but this is what he felt. He left even before he was supposed to leave. Everyone on the left will now view what I just said as, as racist. But it doesn't make any sense. 
these are the, these are the facts. These are what people feel. This is what I feel. This is what those people feel. If you're saying that we can't feel this way, that's racism. And we see this on a mass scale on all topics because it doesn't matter what the other side says. They cannot, they can do nothing to defend themselves. They can do nothing. Facts and statistics and logic, it's all fallen by the wayside. And in its place is screaming and yelling and name calling and basically acting like children and thugs. Everywhere, through all parts of society, it's not just people on the street. If you start seeing this on Capitol Hill and we have, it's you're that's not good you, you that's not a civilization anymore it's not a functioning civilization at any rate and it's one right on the cusp of a, a massive decline it's all we're, we've been in decline for some time the question is what is at the bottom of this uh, slippery slope which i think began in the 60s and many other people agree with even my parents who were children in the 60s absolutely agree with that my father always says says yeah we're the ones who ruined this country we have to take responsibility for that and you, you start to go, we, we've always been moderate. My, my family, especially, we've always been moderate. But I feel it, and we all feel it, and we're being pushed farther and farther right because there's not much point in being moderate because either whatever we think, say, or do is now irrelevant, they're going to accuse us and label us, and whatever we say is irrelevant, and whatever they say is, is right, whatever they say is truth. There's nothing we can do. You say anything out of line, they're coming down on you hard. They have every single uh, power on their side. They have, the, they have education on their side. They have the, the press on their side. They have Hollywood on their side. And they have the government on their side. So we have no recourse. There's nothing that we can do to defend ourselves. Nothing. So on one side, and that's, it's not like that's a small percentage of this country. I know Democrats want us to want everybody to think that it is. Obviously, it's not. Well, the last election wouldn't have been as close as it is, and... I, I know people are still saying that Trump won, but either way, it's very, very close. It's half and half, almost right down the middle. If that's the case, and one side cannot listen to the other side, you know, if it was if it was small, if it was like the majority of the country just thinks this way, and there's one sort of so like a sect that's bubbling up, that can be kind of dealt with. When you've got half and half right down the middle, and you start pretty soon, you're going to have this many states are red, this many states are blue, and what's after that? People in military and uniform, people at checkpoints on, on states. They ain't letting you in unless they know that you're their color. Don't think it's impossible because at this rate, it feels like that's the next step because we will not talk to each other. We will not, we refuse to be civil about this. And I understand why. I get it. I really do. I, like I say, I feel it. We all feel it. But we can't have two sides accusing each other of doing the same things, being the same kind of bad person, refusing to listen, refusing to listen to stats, refusing to let the other side defend itself. That's not going to do us any good. Anyway, I suppose you could say this is a plea. I suppose you could say that this is me saying, look, we, we got to fix it. I've done this before. I know nobody, very few people listen to this podcast. I know my voice isn't going anywhere. But... Anyway, it makes me feel better to talk, especially in a blue state like I'm in where I really don't feel like I'm allowed much to talk. So at least it's out there. At least we say, I, I know I'm saying things that I think a lot of people agree with. It's too bad that it's not getting out there more. Uh, if you happen to have more power and reach than I do uh, and you agree with me, please put this message out there. Um, it can only help us in the long run. Um, and that's it for this week. Um, 
I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a good coming week. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, feel free. Uh, I don't ask for your email. I don't ask for any of your personal information. I don't, you don't have to download anything. It's all free, no ads, no explicit content. Um, so it's always, you can listen to it at work, have kids listen to it. It doesn't matter. Um, that's how I keep it. I try to keep it accessible. So that's it for this week. Once again, I appreciate you listening and, uh, I'll see you again next time. Thank you.